Welcome to Spiritology Live, where I bring my number one Amazon bestseller book to life. Yes, each episode will be a raw, spiritual, metaphysical, and holistic space of consciousness for self-healing. As you learn how to break your religious shackles so you can master and manifest your promised land today. Let's go. Well, 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 we are back and I am thankful. I am grateful and I am manifesting my promised land every single day. But before you can do that, you have to know what self-care is a definite that you have to go to the gas station and you have to fill up on spiritual food. Speaking of which, I literally have a newsletter called Soul Food. And if you have my book and read it, then you will understand what I mean by I'm just here to give you a, a dessert, the appetizer. Okay, but if you get my book, you get the whole meal. Now, today, I'm going to definitely recommend you to, before you start listening to this particular podcast, go back to How Can I Break Free and Win the Battle of Generational Curses? As you already know, I had my Patreon members and also my mentees actually come up with a topic for my next episodes. And they did good. I was speechless. They put me to work because, see, it's one thing just, you know, speaking or recording about your book. And that's a, a, a that's something that everybody who's listening, they say, I just don't know what else to say. I don't know. I run out of topics. Go write a book. If you specialize, I don't care if, it's, if you specialize in flowers and plants and seeds and water, write a book about it. And guess what? You have your next few episodes. Mm-hmm. I just gave somebody that they need. Somebody needed to hear that. Well, today we are going to go into part two. I don't know where this is going to start at because actually part one already came out. And then later on, after I went through the, to the next Patreon, my Patreon and, and Whispervise member, literally I turned around and said, oh, I got to go ahead and do something else. I have to add something to Generational Curses episode. So we want to go ahead and, and give a shout out to Sheeta in Texas because she actually was the one who really just, you know, made me change, you know, the the title to Breaking Generational Curses. And that's not the title. It was called How Can I Break Free and Win the Battle of Generational Curses. I didn't mean to confuse you. Well, part two was going to be Manifesting a Great Legacy, How to Stop your toxic, dysfunctional cycle. Part two, yes. What do you do? What do you do? Someone said to me after listening to that first one, my family is dysfunctional. 
How do I begin to stop it? I mean, what do you do? I'm going to try to cover some of this. I'm going to try my best. And we are going to start with a dysfunctional family in the Old Testament. Do y'all remember David? Yes. Well, let me tell you something. He was dysfunctional. His family was dysfunctional. Or should I say he had some traits of being dysfunctional? But the other part of him was excellent because you know he was a man after God's own heart. So that should help a lot of y'all who has have a calling on your life. And you sit back and say, ah, oh, I just don't see why would God be calling me. Yeah, if you know the word and you know that Old Testament, that's all he went after. So don't let, don't let, don't let spiritual leaders tell you, you know good, you did this and you did that. I'm telling you, Paul wrote majority of the New Testament and he was a killer. I'm going to have to get up here. He was a murderer of the people in the church. And it's not that God is not going to call you if you say, well, you know, I haven't done anything bad. He'll call you too. I feel that God go get the worst because the worst recognize those demons from that particular area and they can go barging. You understand what I'm trying to say? I feel I never understood male GYN doctors. Not that I, not that I, I I'm not criticizing them, but I felt like a, a woman doctor have what I have. And so she really understand and she you know when I'm telling her the pain or the problems I'm having she know from firsthand so you know I feel like when you have a you've been through something you've been through in in a bad space in life you know how to go forth and get those people I gave you something else you see I don't know what my calling it is if you had went through something and that space that you was in, if it was abuse or anything out, those are the people you need to go back and, and talk to. You need to go ahead and witness to those people in a sense where you can prevent them from going down the same, same cycle of roads. Now we talking about cycle. David was a man after God on heart, but he had done some things as, as if God wasn't going to give him anything he wanted. Y'all remember that. So before you get too hasty what happens is, is you're going to, you're going to pay, you're going to manifest what you did. And I don't care what it is. So number one, I always say, have that relationship with God and God will give you your heart desire, even if it's bad. That's why he said you choose life because he's not going to choose because he don't want robots. He didn't make you a robot. So let's see what happened with David. We all know about David and Bathsheba. What happened is he didn't go off to war like he's supposed to have with the other soldiers. And he stayed home and he happened to look at on the roof, say his neighbor roof. And Bathsheba was there taking a bath. So he seen everything. And he was smitten. Okay, I'm going to put it in my own words. He was smitten with her. And what happened is he literally wanted her so bad. He knew that a man named Uriah was her husband. Hmm. And he literally didn't care. 
and he he had the husband, if you know the story, killed or set up to be killed. Of course, if you want to know more, go into the Bible, but God was not, no, you know, God had to go through a prophet and let him know what he did because literally after he killed her husband, he went on and he married her and had a baby or whatever they they did back then. And the baby, unfortunately, God didn't let that baby live, at least in the in the physical realm. So David, I always said, you know, some of y'all may say, well, Miss P, why was he a man after God's own heart? Well, first of all, one of them about David, when things went wrong or he did something wrong, he knew how to touch God hard. He knew exactly what it, what to do to get to God, to get God attention. And you won't know that until you have a relationship with God. So that was his action. Okay, what do I have to do with potato chips? And I don't even know what goes with potato chips. But in any case, <laughs> it has a lot to do. It has a lot to do with what we're talking about. We are talking about generational curses. But first, I'm going to just tell you, God establish a covenant a covenant with each and every one of us. Well, you don't believe it, let's go. Let's go look at it. Genesis 17, 7, and I will establish my covenant between me and you and your descendants after you and their generations for our everlasting covenant to be God to you and your descendants after you. What God is saying right there in short is he's going to look at your next generation. When you have a relationship with God, he's not going to forget it. It's just like your best friend. If your best friend passed away or best friend have kids, normally they make you the godparent. I think they do, right? And you just honor those kids and because you you have a special relationship with their mother or their father. And God looks at that. So that's one of the things that you can do to pass down a good generational legacy. The first thing is teach them your God. If your kids don't know anything about God, they don't have a fear for God. Oh my goodness. I, I'm not even going to say those generational curses are going to go down and down and down and down. Oh boy. Because he said everlasting. You understand? He is your spiritual father. And God is not going to forget that relationship and bondage that he had with you. But what happens when the next generation don't care, or don't listen? Oh my goodness, generational curses. The first one we're going to look at is, if you don't believe me, let's look at David's kids. After all of that that he did, because he had, we all we all, know one thing is that David's lust was for beautiful females. And then, you know, you may say, well, Miss P, now we in today's, I don't know what you're talking about back then. Let me tell you something, it's still the same. That's why infidelity is one of the main, up there in the number one's items of divorce. So don't tell me they don't do it now. The only difference back then, they had permission. Now, I mean, they they just going, they running rapid and they everybody's having orgies and whatever. Yes, I'm keeping it real, you know. I've been out there counseling and con uh, doing um, consultations 
with females from different walks of life. And some of the things that I have heard that they do to satisfy their appetite. Oh my goodness. Well, with that being said, we know they have some generational curses that's coming down real hard. Now, what happened with David? He lusted after these beautiful women and as if he couldn't ask God, can I have that one? And you know uh, what they do is con- they concubines, literally, and wife, they have a whole bunch of them. Back then, they had that permission. You can't do that now, but some people still do it. Some religious try to do it. So what happened with David is it went down to his family. He had um, a son, Absalom, and that was one of his sons who had a daughter named Tamar. Some people call her Tamar. It's, it's really Tamar. She was a beautiful woman, as they said in the Bible. And also, David had another son named Annon. He was smitten also by his half-sister. Not supposed to do that. See, I'm not going to go back on what happened with David and, and, and that, uh, you know, how everything came down to David. I'm not going to go back and do that, but I'm going to give you just a little bit of, little bit of uh, revelation here. So, so Anon was obsessed with her. You don't believe me? Go to your Bible if you can find it. 1 Samuel 13, 1 and 2. And it says, after this, Absalom, the son of David, had a lovely sister whose name was Tamar. And Amnon, the son of David, loved her. Amnon was so distressed over his sister, Tamar, that he became sick. For she was a virgin, and it was improper for for Amnon to do anything with her. Do you understand? The reason why I read that is to let you know they I'm a virgin. I know y'all haven't y'all y'all like, well, that's a virgin. I know I know y'all do not know what that is, okay? That's a whole nother book right there. But she was a virgin. It was proper to be a virgin. And they say improper. It was not only improper because um she was a virgin for him to love her like that, I, I I believe it was because she was his half-sister. But the way they had it back then, had she went and asked for her, if he would have done that, it would have been in proper order. So he was just doing everything improper. His lust for her was beyond. What happened? He raped her. He set up something and he raped her, even though she said no, she, she refused him and she was trying to tell him it's a certain order that you can do back in those days if you desired a particular woman. So she was raped and what happened to Amnon was a cycle, a a downhill cycle. You know what that cycle is? Generational curses just rolling over, just rolling over. See, David couldn't handle his lust for beautiful women and it went right down to his family, his son and them. It's one thing if they was just looking and desiring other females, they could have had all the princesses and wives and, and you know, um, concubines that they wanted. But in this case, he did something incest. Hmm. Did y'all hear what I said? I know somebody was like, they say incest. Yes, that's heavy. That's heavy. Not only in the church, in the Catholic church, 
And how should I put it to to make sense? Let me go back in the Catholic Church. And this is going on for centuries of them literally going with little boys. And all they do is pick them up and they send them somewhere else. Yes. People's like, oh, I don't want to hear that. I don't want my priest so-and-so. That's because you think your priest is the next best thing to cornbread. And some of y'all say, I don't like cornbread, but whatever you like, pizza, whatever your favorite food, y'all think that this man is another God. Some of y'all think your spiritual leaders are God and they can't do no wrong. No. They say, listen, I'm not going to go into all the sin and stuff, but everything starred in the spiritual realm. Okay? I'm not perfect. As long as we are in this suit of clothing, we are not perfect. That's why Adam and Eve, once they bit the apple, not just Eve, is when she gave it to Adam because God told him otherwise, that body just walked right on, you know, was sent over to the plane of the physical world, earth. And that's why God said, make every man a liar. That politician that get up and promise you a rose garden. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Nobody's perfect. None of us are perfect. So what I'm, what am I trying to say here? Did he have a right to do it? Did he have an excuse to do it? No, 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 no. He didn't have any excuse. It's called, when it's called, my with my old episode that I did recently with um giving a shout out to Patty in Virginia was called the Lingrid or Disciple. What is a true Christian in today's world? And disciple, and I might do a part two of that, goes down to also discipline. Hmm. You have to learn how to dis disciple or you discipline your flesh. You see that? that there go another episode. And a lot of people don't know how to do that. Living this life, you have to learn how to discipline and master your mind, your spirit, and your soul. Because it's always all kind of stuff being manifested from other people. So it's no such thing as being perfect. I know your spiritual leader said all you got to do is come to church Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and definitely Sunday, and all is going to be ace and kumbaya. It's not going to happen. That's why people are falling out at the altar, because they know what they did Friday. They know what they did Saturday, and they know what they're going to do when they leave church that Sunday night. Hello. Hello. I know it's hot in here. Listen, you got to go through the fire. You got to go through the burning fire of the sun before you can see nothing but cool, fresh, and feel the good air. You can't do it. You know what I'm saying? You can't not do it. So I'm telling you the truth. He was killed later, manifesting that's what happened. You manifest. You manifest. So, so many of y'all say, oh, she did this. He did this. He did. Oh, I was abused. I was, this. oh, they manifested. Baby, they manifesting. You think that they living good? You think that they are, they are walking around and they not paying it back? And let me tell you, it's hard to walk around and be hateful. It's hard to walk around and hurt young children. It's hard to do that. 
A lot of them wind up in jail. A lot of people like that. Some of them you see and they say, look, they living it. They living it up. They on their fourth wife. No, they not. Because at the end of, end of their expiration, they got to meet their maker. Now, I have seen people, I said, wow, that person looked like they living the best life. And I know that they ain't no good. And you know what? They got to meet their maker. Hmm. So they might live here like they on the promised land, but they not. Their promised land is going to choke them. And unfortunately, it really, when they don't get a hold of it, it discipline it, what happens? It goes down to the next generation. It goes down to the next generation. That's why I feel for Black American people who ancestors endured slavery, even in slavery was in other areas, Cuba, the Caribbean Isles, all of those places that uh, slavery showed up first, and then it came to America, know your history. Literally, that was a curse. Because if you go back in history, with even in, in Afri- Africans, a lot of them, majority of them was worshiping all of the gods. Hmm. God don't play that. He will shut his eyes when your enemies come and get you. And here they go, a whole massive of people came over and slavery was 400 years of pure, pure, pure curses. And even those curses linger over because the master of those days said, hey, they they leave in slavery. I mean, you know, they have free slave. How can we remember Lynch? How can we make them stay in that zone or that mentality of that slavery mentality forever? You know what? Hmm. So they can go ahead and forever leave a generational curse. Let's take the books from them. Don't teach them how to read. Let's do this. Let's do this. Make them lonely. They can't do this. They can't do that. And so people, it just amazes me. People look and they, and they look and even in other countries where they, they don't understand why people in their country have dark skin. Where do you think that come from? Hello, Africa, Africa, Africa. And then some people know it and they look down on them because that religious seed is in them and it could be even a prejudice seed. And so they treat them and look at them like you nothing. You don't know anything. You understand what I'm saying? But when you, when everything is taken away from you and you born a certain color and people say, oh, you just don't know anything, but you never even allowed me to know anything because you know what happened? You took everything from that person, ancestors, my ancestors. So they start at zero and stayed at zero while you went straight to 200. And then years later, it's like, this is the smartest people. This particular group is the smartest, intelligent one. How can you be the smartest, intelligent one when you left general, you left a whole decades of me, or should I say centuries of me and my ancestors being unlearned, uneducated? See, that's a whole nother story. But do you understand what I'm saying? Do you understand? Don't believe the hype. No one is better than you. If you feel, if you out there and you suffered the religious shackle seed of prejudice and people are looking down at you because your shade is darker, let me tell you something. You better embrace the fact that your shade is darker. You know how many people spend millions of dollars to go out in the sun to look dark? Oh my goodness. 
and you walking around saying if I only if I was what? No, no, that has nothing to your color has nothing to do with you going out there and changing the cycle of a dysfunctional family or the cycle of the religious seed of prejudice. You got to put your head up high and realize who you are. And once you realize who you are, then you can go ahead and break the cycle. So let's go ahead and because wait a minute, it didn't stop there. Let's look at Solomon, another one of King David's son. Solomon, let's look at 1 King 11.3. First of all, Solomon had a fleshly appetite. Oh my goodness. So he really got all the, you know, his, his appetite was so big this man had 700 wise princesses and 300 concubines. Hmm. Yes. And you know what they said? It, what was wrong with that? He minded, he, I, you know what? God gave him everything and the wisdom and the knowledge. And he wrote Proverbs. With that being said, his flesh was so greedy. He had a relationship with God. Because his father had a relationship with God, but his flesh was so greedy. This is called discipline. He didn't know how to discipline his flesh because he was literally out there and he got to the point where he started choosing wives that didn't serve his God. You know what he was doing? He was serving his his other God became his flesh. Some of y'all didn't get that. You did not get that. Just because someone says you you serving other gods, just because God said don't serve other gods, you think he's talking about all statue? You could be serving your flesh. Work nine to five, and then on the weekend, you go over to when nobody's looking, you go to the strip club. You go in the back of the strip club, on the front of the strip club. I know somebody can tell me something, somebody that know about that. And you your flesh is so is you have no discipline on your flesh. Or now look at this generation. I I don't care who I go with. I just want my flesh satisfied. I know I'm getting ready to get raw here. I don't care what you look like. I don't even care if you're an animal. I just got to get my flesh satisfied. Oh, you're going to weep. And it's going to go right down to the next generation. And you're going to sit up there as a man. And all you can do is just live in the strip club it's one thing you look in. Some people say, I just look. But then if you let that, if you get wrapped up in that, because you're looking and it's going through your ear gate, your eye gate. And eventually, if you, if and when you get a wife and that wife don't perform like that stripper, oh, Betty Sue, Sally Sue, you understand what I'm trying to say? You want to, it's in your, it's already recorded in your mind. Hmm. And you don't think, wow, let me see. When I had a lap dance, she did it much better. Discipline yourself. Know when you are worshiping those other gods. If you can't control your flesh, it don't have to be sex. How about I got it? I got to have, I got to stick a needle. I got to put something in my nose. Because the feeling is good. A temporary Feeling. All you're doing is satisfying your flesh, and your flesh is gonna go back to dirt. Generational curses. This is how it all began. And I'm letting you know what happened with David. See, Solomon got to the point where he didn't care no more. 
He didn't care. Look, who do you who do you serve? He did not care. He was like, I just want her, her, her. And they taught him. If you know that, they started teaching him how to serve other gods. You know, God was no God was like, uh, uh-uh. don't let your your spiritual leader fool you when they get up there and tell you, well, you know, you did this sin and you did that sin. It shouldn't be all sin, 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 and that's why everything sin is all over in the church. Because I'm going to do a book about what sin really is. But let me tell you how you disappoint God. You you know, you just because you you chose to be a slut. I've seen or known virgins who literally could get a husband or waited for a certain amount of time longer in a slut down the street. And I'm going to say a person that's a slut down the street, literally who have seven babies by different fathers, get a husband. You know why? Because let me tell you, God don't want you to do one. One of the biggest things is when you walk around and you don't have faith in God. And don't go out there and worship. And that those other gods do not have to be a statue. I'm telling you, you won't know until you learn about him. And you won't learn about him until you get into his word. And you won't be able to get into his word unless you own a Bible a manuscript. Well, Miss P, what are all of this got to do with what I'm doing today? Because, you know, Solomon, you know, you can't do that now. No, you cannot do that now. But guess what? Husbands are still running around there. And they are sleeping with probably more than 300 in their lifetime, 300 concubines. You want to know what's going on with that? You got to stop the cycle. You have to stop the cycle. Let's go ahead and look at some of these cycles that's going down in your generation. For instance, well, your parents, your ancestors, anybody in your family, they drunks. Maybe they're a drug addict. Well, Miss P, you don't understand. My family was undereducated, so I mean, I mean, I can't. I mean, it ain't my fault. I I woke up and I'm and I'm in a ghetto. Maybe they are felony. Maybe they lazy. Nobody in my family works. Maybe they got low self esteem. They walking around and they just like you know. Oh, I can never be that. I I can't be that because of my skin color. Maybe that slavery seed came down. Maybe they stay in debt. Infidelity. Hmm. Do you understand what I'm saying? People make these excuses. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter that your ancestors were slave. It doesn't matter if your ancestors was masters. <laughs> it does not matter. The first thing you need to do, I always say you don't know who you are today unless you go back in your past. Go back in your past. Uh, go and talk to your parents. Go talk to your grandparents. If your great-grandparents are living, ask them questions. They love for you to sit around and spend an hour with them and, and, and just ask them. You don't have to say what general Cretaceous was out there. Start Talk to them and tell say, tell me how was your marriage and how did your husband treat you? How did your wife treat you? Talk to them and you will pinpoint Point the cycle of abuse. You will pinpoint the cycles of where they say, "Oh, we was kicked out of here," or 
you know, your, your parents got like three bankruptcies, you'll see the cycle of debt. You'll see where, you know, uncle so-and-so's a drunk and then the next one is a drunk. Uncle so-and-so, he loved his, um, what they call that liquor back in the country, bootleg liquor. And then, you know, as generations went by, you, you know, you turn around, you wonder why you, your cousin love, um, old English. Remember that? <laughs> That was my mother generation on English beer. And one person can literally drink wine and become an alcoholic. And the next generation, you may say, oh, I just love my beer. I don't drink water. Give me my beer. Do you see what I'm saying? This may sound funny to y'all, but this is generational curses. Get to know your ancestors. And some of you say, oh, well, you know, suppose I was adopted. Look at what's going on. Ask your, your adopted mother and father, what do they know about your natural parents? And if they don't, start watching some of the cycles that are bad, that you have the pattern and you stop it. And how do you stop it? Go get some coaches. I can't, I'll tell you, they say Kobe Brown had many coaches. Go get coaches, go get a, a counselor, go get a psychiatrist. You need to go ahead and if you in the church, go find a prophet. Go get a spiritual leader that can help you. Do not do it alone. Do not sit there and allow these generational curses to take you, and to overtake you. We talked about that. I don't know if we're going to get to that about the uh, healing and we talked about blessings. With the blessings, yeah, in part one, we talked about blessings. You know, you got curses and you got blessings. The opposite of curses is the blessings. You need to get those blessings in your family. You ever see a family that they just bless? You can stop the cycle. Now, how about if you don't have any kids? Then stop the cycle around you in your community. Go out there and make a difference in a city in your neighborhood, you can help people stop the cycle by you walking in discipline. And you have to. The coaches don't make a difference if you don't know who God is. I'm not talking about saying you're a Christian, just the fact that that's, that's the fad right now. You know, I, I'm just letting everybody know I'm Christian. And you don't know nothing about Christianity. You don't know nothing about a Bible. <laughs> Yes, people are doing, especially in Hollywood. You better know that you know that you know that someone is greater than you and that you do have a spirit. And all of these little curses and stuff is unseen because they're in a spiritual world, but they're going to manifest into all these things that we talked about, debt, education. Hmm. What is the next thing that you need to do? Once you become self-aware and you understand and you see it and recognize it, not only you put a stop to it, what you have to do is you stop making excuses and become the first. Oh, well, my family, nobody in my family went to college. Be the first. Nobody in my family literally did good with their money and they mastered their money. Be the first. Everybody in my family got low self-esteem. Be a first. 
Oh, they all lazy. Nobody work. My uncle don't want to work. This one don't want to work. My mother spoiled. My brothers, they don't want to work. They like women to take care of. And then maybe you a man. Be the first to get up and start. Stop being lazy. Be the first. Well, I'm telling you, Miss Miss P, I mean, what can I do when I be the first when I was born, you know, a certain way and and I'm sick. My mother's sick. This one got high blood pressure. That one's on pills. This one on medication. Go do your research. Become healthy. Learn about holistic health. Go get a good doctor and say, doctor, my goal is to get off all these got on medication. And if he don't want to help you and say, oh, you have to be on medication the rest of your life, say, thank you so much. I don't have to know you the rest of your life. Stop it. You know, it's you know how many people that I counsel or people who's a part of my that I mentee, I mentor. My mentees was like, I didn't know I didn't have to be sick. You know, when they came to me about, well, I got this, I was like, no, you don't have to have that. You ain't got you ain't got to have that. It with the environment and all of this stuff, uh, in the food, the way they put stuff in the it's a battle where they put all kind of um poisonous stuff in the animals that you eat. No wonder people become vegetarians and then they spray stuff. Pesticide is no good. You have to be disciplined with just taking care of this body that God gave you. That's temporary. And when you do all of that, I'm going to tell you something. You will be known in your family. They might not like it. Let them say, you know, he or she is the first to accomplish to manifest all of this. You know, she's the first one to graduate. He's the first one to get his PhD. Oh, she's the first one to specialize in in just making something because you don't have to, everybody don't. is not made to go to college, but you better specialize in something. Oh, he specialized in this. She specialized in art. He specialized in singing. Whatever it is that you're doing, you let become the first. You hear your aunt and your uncle saying, you know, I, I, I could have been this, but you know, I just, just didn't go. I didn't go forward. You hear your mother saying, oh, I wish I would have been this. Be the first that you want to be. You don't have to be a doctor because your family say you have to be a doctor. Maybe you might, you might want to be a cook. Like I said, that's your platform. That's your calling. Being a cook. Do you understand what I'm saying? Stop it and become the first. Stop the cycle. Become the first of your family. Become the first person who say, I don't, you know what? I'm not, I'm not even going to drink. I don't even drink. And then if you do drink and you know how to discipline yourself, you can say, oh no, I don't, I don't. I discipline my flesh that my flesh crave water more than it does beer. Be the first one who say, I am going to be a walker. I'm going to be a jogger. I'm going to bring exercise equipment in my house and I'm going to be the first one to use it. And some of y'all laugh at that, but I'm telling you, people buy this stuff and look at it. Be the first. Be the first to say that, hey, as a man, be the first to say, I am a man and I'm going to go ahead and get me a wonderful spouse. And I am not going to cheat on her and vice versa. 
because you know what happened? You will manifest. If you don't care about nothing I'm saying, it's going to manifest in little Johnny and little Eric and little Erica. It's going to manifest. I've seen four-year-olds twisting. You see four-year-old boys that sitting up there talking about yo baby, yo baby, yo baby. Do you understand what I'm saying? You know why? They listen, it doesn't matter who the father is. And I told you last week, or well, when if you listen to the in the episode about the generation of curses, you sit up there and let your little your little son that you don't know who the father is, you better find out about that father and the family. Well, if you can't because you had it, you know, one night stand or something like that, he don't have to be near the family. You don't he don't have to be near the father. And those general generational curses really just say bad habits. You better stop that. Oh, he just like his daddy. He's just like his father. Oh, and then you wonder why at fourteen he's enduring now the the detention. Take control, but you can't take control of your flesh unless you enhance your spirit, feed your spirit. And when you do all of that, then you can be the first to say, I am manifesting a great legacy. That's what it's all about. And where are we now? Thank you. I went way over. But I had to because some of y'all just don't understand. It's a reason why you cannot stop having sex with multiple partners. Hmm. And you think it's beautiful because you in this day age, this century, this is another generation, Miss P. I can do what I want when I want to continue to do it. You know, you manifest all kind of disease, STD. Mm-hmm. Yes. And it's people that don't care. I remember when AIDS came out and I, you know, I used to tell some of my, you know, friends, male friends in conversations, And I said, you know, you, you have to be careful. I ain't got to do nothing. If she looked good, she would ask. Said, okay, I, number one, that those was not my friend. And you know, at that time, I was like, I had a guy. I got to graduate because you stu- you stupid and ignorant. S- ignorancy, yes, it's in the Bible, Proverbs. Be wise who you choose and you who you who you hang out with. You as a married man, you can't walk around even as a man. If you got uncles that are whores and they walking around talking about this and they popping this and they popping, I mean, they not, they not happy. I'm telling you, I hate to put, listen, I will put it out there. I had an uncle who was a slut and he went through, so he went through his marriages and he, until he got older and when he got, even, even as he got older, he went and went with somebody, what, 30 years younger than him or whatever. But he he had these women, he left them and he did it with this one and that one. And my mother said she was shamed with his action. Really, at the end, some of them look like they live life. At the end, he 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 died a quick death. And I kid you not, the woman that he had, that young woman, she went out there, got the house, she got the cars, she she got everything. <laughs> Because do you understand what I'm saying? Sometimes y'all say they never suffer. I have seen some men go through a hard death the way they treat a woman. And you better teach your son that. And vice versa. 
you walking around as a woman and you carrying yourself like a harlot, you wait a minute. Then you turn around and you got all kind of illness and your your female part is not working and functioning right. You're going to pay for that. Hmm. I think it's time we start manifesting a great legacy. Well, I went on and on and on and on and on. And listen, I thank you for coming into my space. Now go get your promised land. Yeah, your promised land. And please tell people about my my book, my podcast, my blog, my newsletter. I don't know who you know. So please, because you will reap a harvest too. When you go out there and you help somebody, somebody's going to come and help you. Don't miss that opportunity to get Spiritology book. on. It's on Amazon. If you say, I feel like... I, I just don't want to read. I don't like read. I hope you know what I'm saying that. But anyway, they got ACX so you can listen. What's new? By the time this come out, it, I'm going to always say Ask Jalen. Ask Jalen is about bullying. It's about an autistic teenager who literally give unique advice to those who have been bullied. This book I will always talk about. Everybody needs it. Okay? And lastly... I mention everything else I do. If you want to express yourself, I have some wonderful t-shirts. Literally, I have some good t-shirts that you can express yourself in a good way. Remember, if loving self is right, you don't want to be wrong.